All right, another week of silver pills, another weekly dose. Thanks everybody for joining us again. We got an awesome, awesome episode for you. You you guys know where to find us. Please keep sharing us. We still are seeing growth and we appreciate that. You can find us at Instagram at Silver Pilled Podcast. If you have any stories, conversations, anything you want to get a hold of us, it's silverpilled at gmail.com. And we do have the Venmo in the description. If you guys want to throw some change our way, help us help support the show any way you can. If not, that's fine too. And, and tell your friends and family and leave us positive ratings wherever you listen to us. We do yeah. appreciate that and it helps our name get out there to unsuspecting ears so we thank you all very much like Lowell said for joining us again this week we had our first return guest right our first also our first guest I believe our first guest and first return guest yeah Yeah, episode two right two and three yeah so I would prefer everyone to go listen to um I think the title of the episodes it was a two-parter I think it's two and three or um I think it was called UFOs, Bigfoot, and Demons with Vince. So Vince is a good family friend of ours, and he has done some amazing things in the name of Jesus Christ. He recently just came back from Ukraine and Kenya, where he witnessed and provided through Jesus multiple, multiple, multiple healings and multiple uh, demonic deliverances in and around Ukraine and Kenya, and he comes on tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening to us, to share some of the testimonies, some of the stuff that he witnessed, some of the stuff he experienced, um, but he also goes into what he thinks everything is. I mean, how how it operates through altars and blood sacrifices, which you all know we've talked about, and where he sees we as a Western church and where we're going. So I would really, really recommend everyone listen to this episode all the way through. Um, We just had a blast with him. I can't thank Vince enough for for coming back on. He's got some amazing things to share. And he's got plenty more. I mean, we'll definitely... He's a busy guy, so uh, whatever his schedule allows, we'll definitely get him back on to share more of his things that he dealt with and witnessed and uh, just how amazing, amazing Jesus is and how... He is working, you know, revival through not even just America, but through the world. So, yeah. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you all enjoy this one. I do kind of want to throw out a listener discretion on this. There is talk of like child sacrifice, and and it, it got a you know it can get a little dark when you talk about these kinds of things. So I, I would recommend if you listen to this stuff with you know younger kids, um, maybe listen to it before. Before you let them listen to it and just just to give a quick heads up to everyone all right and enjoy the show see ya hey everyone we're silver pilled podcast i'm harrison and i'm lowell and if you want to share an experience with anything paranormal or unexplained shoot us an email at silverpilled at gmail.com and if you want to follow us on social media check us out at instagram at Silver Pill Podcast.
right. Another week, another dose of silver pills. Yes. And we've got our first guest who ever came on. Our first return guest. And he's our first returning guest. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, that's true. Our first guest and our first return guest. That's uh, right. What a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming back. This is everyone should remember our friend Vince. I think it was episode two and three. Um, we split it up into a two-parter, but uh, Vince is just an amazing man of God. He has traveled the world delivering people of demonic entities healings and um, doing it all in the name of Jesus Christ. So having him back from his latest adventures is going to be a treat, I'm sure. Thank you, guys. It's it's great to be back and to, again, just come and share about some of the deeper things about spiritual life. So you just got back recently from Ukraine and Kenya. You were gone for how long? Uh, I was five months, uh, uh, three months in Ukraine and two months in Kenya. That's got to be, I, I imagine it takes a lot of getting used to, because the last time we talked, you ha you had been in Kenya as well. Yes. Uh, Kenya is easier because I lived there for six months prior to going to this trip. Hmm. So I'd been there for eight months out of the last two years. But Ukraine, different culture. Uh, there's a war going on in, in Ukraine, and I got to see a lot of the spiritual side, the supernatural things uh, that are going on in Ukraine. That's kind of what we've, where the Lord has been leading the podcast lately. We've we've been getting a lot of people on and off the air reaching out about spiritual warfare. So you coming on couldn't have been at a better time. Um, Lowell and I actually did an episode without guests on spiritual warfare, you know, in hopes of strengthening people that are that are dealing with this kind of stuff we know it is a reality um, but we've I think you've seen it and witnessed it a lot more firsthand than you know any of us have so having you back on to talk about this stuff is is timely and it's a blessing thank you mm -hmm. yes for my side of things I've been doing deliverance for a few, a few years now and I've seen many things in the spiritual realm. I've seen things in the spiritual realm in my physical eyes. I've seen things in the spiritual realm with my spiritual eyes. And I've literally done thousands of deliverances. The number keeps growing. And corporately now it's happening in groups of 50, 60, 70 people that are getting delivered across the room at one time. And I've seen hundreds of full out manifestations where the demonic spirit takes over a body and you're speaking to a demon so the things that many people don't see i get to see on a daily basis many times and i've begin to understand the spiritual realm and understand that the spiritual realm is actually greater than the physical realm that we see and many things that are in the physical realm are happening because something is happening in the spiritual realm well i was just curious with ukraine because when I when I picture Ukraine, I see it as like a a developed nation, you know, almost like the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, not like like I know with your first episode we talked about Kenya, you were out and you were actually doing battle with like witch doctors who controlled um, villages basically. But mm -hmm. it, it, I just don't picture that going on in Ukraine. Is is that type of thing happening in Ukraine as well? Is it more out in the open or is it kind of 
still back in the shadows, I guess. Yeah, that's a very good question. So when when I'm first time in Ukraine for me, and I go in during the war, I stayed uh, just below Lviv in a in a town. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say the name of it, but uh, I was in a town there, and it, so much of Ukraine is is old Soviet Union. So you you go to the apartments; they're they're just standard Soviet Union style apartments. Uh, the roads are in terrible shape. Many things are just in bad shape. And you could see uh, Soviet Union statues, Soviet Union things everywhere that you looked. It, it was because it was one time controlled by the Soviet Union. So their statues were never turned down, but they just kind of integrated and Ukraine came in. Uh, I would see these things, but you could see like heavy oppression in many areas. Uh, a lot of poverty. People are working two, three jobs to sustain themselves. Their husbands are off in the war. People were coming back. Uh, we were hearing stories of, number one, of the soldiers that are being killed. So we would go into a home where the, the wife lost her husband and the kids lost her father. And sometimes even it was so bad that even just a leg was being sent back in a body bag. Mm. But on the other side of things, you heard uh, so many testimonies of, of supernatural protection, and God was really protecting Ukraine. And, and I remember one story of, of a woman who a, a bomb hit her house, and her and her mother were sleeping in the same room on different beds. And when she woke up, the roof was collapsed on top of them. The oh bed gosh. frames, the metal bed frames were twisted, and they they woke up in the morning, never knew it happened to them, and they woke up and they didn't have a scratch on them, and there was debris laying all over them, and the beds wow. were twisted, but they were not injured. That's a supernatural miracle. Yeah. And and I remember that woman was such a prayer warrior. She was an intercessor. But you know, there there's a lot of there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of pain going on because of the war. But on the other hand, the, the churches were really open to a move of God. They were very hungry for something supernatural in their lives. Right. And I find that, you know, in America, we see this. Many people just go to church and they don't ever see the supernatural. They don't see somebody get healed. They don't see uh, a deliverance. They, many people don't even believe that a Christian can have a demonic spirit. But in Ukraine, uh, I went in there and I went into about 30 different churches over a period of three months. And we ministered uh, sometimes every day. Every day we'd go to a church. We would go to a service. We would go to something. And we would minister in some of these 30 churches I went into like up to five times. We did seminars. We Every time I went into a church to minister, people were getting saved. People were getting healed. People were getting delivered of demonic spirits, and, and the power of God just kept coming and coming, and, and they kept saying, you know, we haven't seen the power of God in 20 years. It's been dead, but now we're seeing it, and people are being healed, uh, and it's just a season that they're entering into right now. It's just so powerful, and I, I remember one church, and this church, I, I was in it. I, I, I started to minister. There's probably about 70 people there. And there's a Roma population in Ukraine. That Roma is like a gyp, the old gypsy, what you would call a gypsy. But now they're, they're called Roma 
people. And so there's a Roma and a Ukrainian church and they were mixed and, and I'm preaching to about 70 people and they're looking at me like I have two heads and I don't think they're receiving anything. And so I get done preaching and I think, God, what's next? And, and he gives me a prophetic word about the church. So I release it to the pastor. And as soon as I release that word, something changed in the room and somebody just got up and came forward to be prayed for. And I laid hands on them and the power of God hit them and they got healed of what they were looking to be healed from. And it triggered something that every single person in that church came for prayer that night. I laid hands on one woman who had a completely deaf ear in her left ear. And when I touched her, I felt the power of God go into her and her and I prayed and she her ear opened. And for the first time in 30 years, she could hear completely out of that ear. And everybody in the room, people were getting delivered, people were getting healing, and it seemed like everything that they asked for, one after another, those people got healed, those people got delivered. And they started to leave the church, and they were going to their neighbors and saying, you need to come to church. And the neighbors were coming in the back, and they were coming up for prayer and getting healed and delivered. And that night, I prayed for six hours over people, and everyone, that everything that they asked of the Lord that day, they got that's the kinds of things we're seeing in Ukraine. That's amazing. There seems to be kind of a, in this day and age, a, a strange stigma that, that God is dead, right? That, that we're yeah. not seeing anything that, that we're in, we're in the slums, you know, the world's so dark and, and where is God now? Right. But, but it's testimonies like that, that maybe it's not that maybe it's just that we don't see it. You know, maybe yeah. maybe we're not pursuing that. There, there's a lack of faith, especially in America. I see that. But when you go into some other countries, like you know, war war does something where it changes you. It may it puts you, it, it puts you into a place that you need God, or or you either get very angry, either you need Him or you fall apart mm -hmm. and get all depressed and angry and bitter and all these things. But if you Many people are putting their need into God, and, and that need is bringing a faith and a strength that the Ukrainians have. They have, they have such a strength that, that other people haven't had. And to go back to the question that Lowell had, the spiritual realm is, is extremely active in Ukraine. Okay. You're seeing a, a physical war, but there is a major spiritual battle going on behind. And two different times through two different people when i'm doing deliverance on them a demon came up and began to reveal uh things that are going on in the spiritual realm because i commanded him to reveal some people think oh you can't talk to a demon but i don't talk to demons to find out you know what they had for breakfast or to find out what the lottery tickets are I take the information that they give me and I use it to break the powers that they have over the person. And if it works, then they have given me the truth. And if not, um, I just throw it out. But I've been told the truth by many demonic spirits and use that information to destroy because see the power of the name of Jesus Christ will make them confess and make them reveal the secrets so that God can use his name and his authority through someone on this earth to destroy what the enemy is doing. And so because of that, I would take this information, but the information that two demonic spirits or one probably demonic spirit through two different people 
that don't even know each other, but that are connected somehow in the spiritual realm, they confessed one thing. And this is the confession is that God wanted to bring revival into Ukraine. And the spirit of death came to me and he said, I am over all of Ukraine. I am over Russia and I'm over some of the European nations. He was a principality, a power, a ruler of darkness over these areas. And his job is to bring death. And he confessed to me that Ukraine, that, that God loved the Ukraine people because they're stronger than the people around them. And God wanted to bring revival into Ukraine and then take revival into the European nations. Because, you know, if you have a strong people within your region, it's easier for those people who understand the European things to go into Europe and take and flame the, revi flame the revival into those nations, rather than, say, an American coming that doesn't understand the culture and all these things. But, but they confessed this, and because of this, they said that they went and they put a hook in Putin's mouth, and they brought him to Ukraine to destroy and to kill the people of Ukraine so that it would wipe out the revival that they planned to bring. Wow. And that's why the spirit of death wanted to come and bring death. Spirits, when they're called a certain thing, then that's what they manifest. So this spirit talked to me through two separate people that did not even know each other and told me the same thing. And so it brings credibility. And then the fact that when you see what's going on in the spiritual realm, you can just believe it. And God showed me in other ways to confirm what I was seeing and what I was hearing, that this war is, is a spiritual battle. You're seeing a physical battle, but it's a spiritual battle. And there's people that are even against Ukraine. They don't think we should be sending them money. But if what I believe happened and what the, the enemy has confessed, then really we need to support Ukraine because God's going to still bring a revival. It's God's plan. No devil is going to steal that. And all he's doing right now is he's strengthening those people. And there's a fire that's coming into Ukraine and a stirring of the people's hearts that is going to bring a revival out of evil. So as this principality is speaking to you, does it does it manipulate the voice of the person? Right? Because we we hear stories all the time that when these when these entities come out, that like the body contorts, you know, it it can physically alter the body and the voice changes or even the language, like dead languages are spoken or uh, things like that does when when this happens does do the people's voice change or does it just sound like them yeah uh it depends on the persons uh, many times the voice will change to some extent there will be physical manifestations there'll be growling uh there'll be resistance as they, they're resisting trying to resist the name of jesus they're trying to resist the authority that i have in in jesus I don't operate in my authority, but I operate in the, the authority and the faith of the name of Jesus Christ. And yes, you'll see distortions, you'll see voice changing, you'll see growlings, you'll see uh, at times they will speak in a demonic tongue. Uh, they'll try to speak to you and say, oh, who do you think you are? You know, you're nothing. You don't have, and they'll try to get you off of the faith. Uh, they'll try to intimidate you 
even if you're speaking to them, they'll act like nothing's happening uh, at the moment, but you just keep going and then a manifestation of deliverance begins to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of games that the demonic world will play. Especially disguising, right? Like if they can keep keep themselves disguised for what they are, then it's, you know, it, it's yeah. like you don't go to the doctor to figure out what's wrong with you, then then you're never going to know what's wrong, right? If, if they can keep right. it under lock and key, then, you know, you can't use... Uh, spiritual warfare tactics against them they, they their goal is to stay hidden so when you said that people were just flooding into these churches you know out there sharing the good news of of the revival coming and neighbors were coming in and people were being healed do those people continue to they will push then right they will push out and continue and even though you're back and and some of the other missionaries that were with you are back those those churches are have a foundation now, right? Now that they've heard the gospel, they've been healed, that Jesus is on the move. Now they're planting seeds in their neighbors. Yes, and, and to a point, I mean, you know, we all have a human nature. But mm -hmm. once you once you taste of the anointing uh, and you see God heal somebody, once you see God deliver somebody of a demonic spirit and there's a manifestation – once you see those things, it, it, it causes a hunger inside of you to want to walk in that, that, that authority, want, want to walk in and to, you know, to see these things. But there's also some people that will just shrink back and go back into complacency again. Mm. But I am hearing reports of, of some of these churches that the fire is still saying. Okay. But, but, they're, but they're also under a heavy oppression and and low ask before you like you're going up against the witches well in in ukraine you have witches too and you also okay. have the higher power of the witches which is a shaman mm -hmm. a shaman is a higher authority than just a traditional witch and the shaman they're doing evil things in the mountains and they're sacrificing babies mm -hmm. uh, human babies they are spilling blood into the ground and they have altars that are these demons were confessing these things in many places in Ukraine and and where they are doing human sacrifice. And the world doesn't understand these things. And but you know, even in America, you're seeing all these children that are disappearing and you never hear from them again. And I can tell you this, some of them are falling into the sex trade trade system but others are being sacrificed and that's why you're never finding them. Some are being just taken by individuals that will abuse them and then kill them and bury them. But there are, the occult is alive and well pretty much in every nation and human sacrifice is happening today. I know it for a fact. I've, I've witnessed the demons confessing it many times. I've dealt with the people that have actually witnessed it and uh seen it happen and they live to tell about it we do deliverance on those kind of people the 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 demonic world is strong and and in ukraine a very powerful uh demonic realm of shamans and witches that are doing witchcraft and bringing curses blood curses and i understand that you talked about curses recently or our blood in the altar mm -hmm. and when the blood is spilled into the ground it cries out forever it the blood doesn't silent and so that brings them even very long uh power and authority 
that they use to make themselves strong in the demonic world. But the power of the name of Jesus withstands them. And I came up against shamans, that witches cursing me there, and I had to deal with these things, and they lost. Because when you go where Jesus is telling you to go, and you stand in the power of his name, you will get victory, and they will not suppress you or beat you down, even though you will have battles that you have to go through. It's like like Jonah going to Nineveh, right? I mean, Nineveh was a terrible yeah. city. He was afraid to go, but but even but he went, and every knee bowed to to God, yeah. you know, to Yahweh. So, so when you you brought up altars, and and the blood open, you know going into the ground and the Bible says it like cried out for vengeance in reference to Cain and Abel. Do you suppose that that is almost opening up a gateway to a spiritual world? Like I hate to, I mean, I use, we use the word portal. Like is the blood Mm -hmm. opening up a portal area where the forces are stronger there, or it seems to be a heavier presence of it in these altar areas. Okay. So I, I would tell you this, the, that, that, from what I have seen and, and experienced hundreds of times, and an altar is a portal. A person with that sacrifice on an altar or been sacrificed on an altar, they're in the physical world. Uh, when I say that they've been sacrificed, sometimes they take a picture and they lay it on, they bring a curse on, and that altar touches them. And the, the demon from the altar goes to them and attacks them to kill them or to destroy their life or whatever they have done. The altar itself is a portal. It allows demons to come and go. But it's not just the physical altars that can hurt somebody. There's also spiritual altars. And many people make their own altars in their own lives. Anything that you exalt above God is an idol. So if you exalt money above God, it's an idol. If you exalt, um, uh, say, like adultery above God, that it becomes an idol. But see, what happens is the difference between an idol and an altar is an idol is something that you worship. An altar, you also worship upon it, but now you begin to sacrifice. Mm. Somebody who's beginning to have an, an adulterous affair and they say, I don't care if I hurt anybody. I'm just going to continue doing this. So they began sacrificing their spouse. They began sacrificing their children. Say it's an altar of anger, and they began to be abusive to the wife. They began to sacrifice their wife because they will not give this anger up, because they will not forgive somebody. That becomes an altar. Anything that you sacrifice upon is an altar, whether it's in the spiritual or the physical realm. And somebody... That say uh, anger, one day, if you were to see into the spiritual realm, they could be full of demonic spirits. But then a week later, they could let some of that anger go and they wouldn't have as many demonic spirits in them. So the altar is a landing strip. The demons can come and go off of this landing strip that is in an altar. And the people that constantly need deliverance, we have to start looking for altars in their lives. That's the power source. It's a power source. Now you take blood and you put blood onto the altar, whether it's animal blood, that's powerful. Now, but you add human blood. It's the greatest sacrifice. You you kill somebody on the altar with human blood. That's the highest. 
even in the occult, they will eat the sacrifice uh, on the altar. So they will eat the human flesh and, and drink the blood because it's the highest power is to just sacrifice human blood. Now, if they just cut themselves and drip it on, that's powerful, but it's not as much as if they take somebody and kill that person on the altar. There's a power that comes and demons that will then enter into the altar. And then, then when they have like a uh, sexual act on the altar, it will, uh, the demons will then be able to enter them and give them more power. So what, what do you do to break those altars, like in, in people's lives or even, even, you know, these, these altars that were being used by the shaman? What, how do you, what do you go, you, obviously you take the name of Jesus Christ, right? That is the end all, right? That's the trump card. But I'm sure, I mean, in the Bible, when the disciples were trying to cast the demons out in the name of Jesus, it was unsuccessful at one, yes, Mark, and nine. Jesus, Mark nine, and, and Jesus says, those demons only come out through prayer and fasting. That's yeah. always been a like a curiosity for me. What what that meant was was it because? Well, I'll let you answer the question. Well, so I, I would challenge you on this. I used to believe the way that you believe, but I okay. would challenge you to go back and read Mark nine, because when I went back and started to reread it, I started to see something different. It wasn't that he said those demons come out only with prayer and fasting. The whole Mark 9, it was about the boy that had the seizure and they couldn't cast it out and Jesus cast it out. But the whole, the whole thing there is about the unbelief. I believe unbelief comes out through prayer and fasting because the man said, Lord, I believe because he came to Jesus. And he says, Lord, can, can, you, can you heal my son? Can you? And Jesus says, I can. And, and, the, and the man just, he said, he said, if you only believe, all things are possible to him who believeth. So sandwiched in between, if you only believe and, and, if, and if you believeth, there's a miracle in there. It's in faith. But the thing is, is he rebuked the disciples for their unbelief. He basically rebuked the man for his unbelief. And the man repented and cried out and said, Lord, I believe. But help thou my unbelief. So how can you have belief and unbelief? Many Christians have that. Many Christians will say, oh, I believe in the name of Jesus. But yet if a demonic entity is standing in front of them, if somebody is manifesting in front of them, if there's something going on in their life like sickness or, uh, or witchcraft that's on, upon their life and they start speaking to it, they can't get it to leave. It's because they also have unbelief that they aren't qualified for that, that they don't have authority in that. But Jesus in, in, in John 14, uh, 12 said that, that these signs, that, uh, that uh, we will do the same things as Christ Jesus and greater things will we do. And the Bible says that we have the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So we have authority. It's just that many people believe too much in what they're seeing with their physical eyes rather than then looking into the spiritual realm and having faith into the spiritual realm and then break what's in the physical. Jesus says that you have the power to bind. Whatsoever things you bind on this earth are bound in heaven, the spiritual realm. Whatsoever things you loose on earth are loose in the spiritual realm, in the heavenly realm. So we have power to bind and loose, but you're not, 
you're binding what's in the spiritual realm, which breaks what's happening in the physical realm. And many people just don't walk in that faith. I, I didn't have it in the very beginning. I just began to go and the Lord threw me in the deep end many times into the deliverance. And you have a decision to make in a moment of time. I'm either going to believe in the name of Jesus Christ or this demon that's standing in front of me manifesting is going to have authority over me. And he could eat me up if I were to step out of the spiritual realm and the faith in Christ. So I'm continually giving the Lord my unbelief and asking him to help help me by taking away the unbelief and allowing my faith to manifest. And I think that's what people are missing. And the Bible also says where two or three are gathered together, he is in the midst. And if you have sickness, call the elders of the church to come and anoint you with oil and the prayer of faith will save the sick. There's times that we can't fight our own battles. So we need another Christian who believes, who has faith in the name of Jesus Christ to come alongside of us and to speak into that spiritual realm. Everyone's authority is different, but we've all been given authority and power from Christ. It's just authority has to grow inside of us. You, you know, you, you, could have, you could go to a job and then one day you're just the lowest ranked person. The next day you're running the whole company. You're not going to know how to do that. You don't know if you have the authority to do that, but they one day come and say, hey, you are the head of this company. Or you can move up as you keep going by ranks and learning something new, getting more authority. You move to the next platform, you get more authority. You move to the next platform, you get more authority. And eventually you're running the whole company and you don't even know how it happened. It's just you kept taking steps and you just kept climbing higher and You've been speaking to things and having faith in the name of Jesus Christ and seeing it manifest. So it gives you more authority and the power. The power is the love of God. And if we were to speak to someone's life and command sickness to leave and we have compassion for them, that love brings a manifestation of power that brings healing into the person because Jesus died for it. It leaves me pretty much speechless. That's because I never looked at it. I mean, we always hear, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. And it's so, it's kind of one of the catch-all verses about faith, right? Well, Mm -hmm. I can do all, or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's another one of those catch-all. But they don't believe it most of the time. But that's the problem. You know, it's, it's the faith the size of the mustard seed. I think that was almost like a sarcastic statement. You know, the smallest seed in the world, guys, that's that's what I'm telling you, is so powerful, right? If if it's faith in me, but we don't even have that, you know, 90% well, you know, of Harrison, the time. And, and Lowell, the, the Proverbs says that life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit of it. Life and death, we have the power to bless and to curse. You say, oh, as a Christian, should you curse? Well, Jesus cursed the fig tree, and it withered. We can curse sickness and disease and it'll wither. You know, I've seen cancer healed many times because I curse the root of cancer and it'll disappear immediately or it'll disappear in two weeks. It doesn't matter. I've seen it so many times. Cancer be destroyed. But the thing is, is those that love it will eat the fruit of it. You have to love the power of life and death that is in your tongue. And if you use it for wisdom, You'll bless many and you'll curse the darkness and you'll eat the fruit. You'll eat the fruit of it. 
Another thing is, is the Bible says, is that the same way that you receive Christ Jesus, so walk you in him. Well, number one, we have to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. If you want to be free of demonic spirits, you have to have the spirit of life and truth, Jesus Christ, to come live inside of you. And the same way that you receive him, so walk you in him. How do we receive him? Romans 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It takes two things. It takes a, con it takes a belief in the heart and, a, and an outward confession of, of words with your mouth. The same way that you receive him, so walk you in him. Many Christians will just say something, but they don't, there's no authority, there's no power because they don't really believe what they're saying. Words are just coming out of their mouth, but their heart is not behind it. It is when the heart comes behind the words that proceed out of the mouth, then the power of God will come and manifest here on this earth. And whether you believe uh, the truth of the word or not will manifest in what your outward appearance, what is actually happening to someone. I want to share a short story. When I was in Ukraine, I was in a Roma church and I was ministering and I'm, I'm ministering. And I said, listen, if somebody needs healing, then, then come front. Well, the first person to come front was, a, was an old lady sitting in the third row. And she gets up. She has one person on her right hand holding her up. And her hand is withered in that hand, completely withered, curled up inside. The other arm, she has a cane, and she's walking. It takes her like two minutes to come to the front. And the first thing, honestly, out of my mind and my thoughts are, oh, God, why does she have to be the first one to come front? What if she's not healed? You know, I'm just being honest with you. I'm just human. And I'm thinking, God, you know, like, why does she have to be this person? What if she's not healed? Then it's not going to be faith. And I start to think all about Vince. I start to think on me, and there's no power in Vince. There's no miracle that Vince ever did. There's no healing that Vince ever did. It's all in faith in the Jesus. And so what happened is I just changed the way that I thought. I said, no, because I've learned that I can't be internal or self-centered, selfish about this. I have to just believe on the name of Jesus Christ. He told me to be bold and courageous. He told me to be willing and obedient and to believe that he can. And in, if I can do that, then there will be a manifestation. And so she came forward, and I just said, bring her here to me. I, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I break the power of witchcraft. I put my hand on the top of her head, and as soon as I put my hand on the top of her head, she flew back about four or five feet in the air. And the two men caught her and drove back, were driven back by her force being flew back. It was almost like a demonic entity flew right out of her at the name of Jesus and the breaking of the witchcraft. I said, bring her here again, because now my faith is rising. God's doing something. I'm going to get behind it. I brought her for her. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command that the spirit of, uh, and the curse of witchcraft to go now. And I again, put my hand on and that power that hit her the two men were right behind her this time, but pushed all three of them backwards. And I said, bring her here again. I started to pray over her. There wasn't an instant manifestation manifestation but i prayed for other people i told her to go sit down and just receive i knew god did something so she went and sat down and at the end i was sitting up front a powerful time of worship 
And somebody taps me on the shoulder and points back. And here is this, this old lady. She's, she's got many teeth missing. She's smiling from ear to ear. And she's holding her cane up in the air and she's dancing in the aisle. That is a manifestation of the power of Jesus Christ. That is a fulfillment of what he did on the cross. And that is the power to believe in his name. If she would have came forward and I would have continued to focus on Vince Sellers and how it would look for me, that woman would have left crippled. So you don't, when this is all going on, you don't necessarily know if what's causing the issue, you know, is a curse, like um, a curse from a shaman. You just see that there's an issue. Someone wants healing and Mm -hmm. whether it be a curse or cancer, we'll just say as an example, in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. it comes out. And only when it comes out, do you, are you able to recognize it then for what it is? No, I can recognize it before I lay hands. That's what the discerning of spirits is. But some people, and they may not see that. But see, I don't lay hands on somebody and say, oh, Jesus, if it's your will, will you take this cancer out of them? Will you save their life? Will you rebuke this cancer, Jesus? I don't pray like that because I, I believe that I know the will of God. And I believe the will of God is for everyone to be healed. Now, is everyone healed? No, not everyone I pray for is healed. I would say in in Ukraine, I've seen maybe 75% of the people I prayed for were healed. And in Kenya, I I would say pretty much like 90% of the people I pray for are delivered or, or healed. Everyone that we pray for is delivered, but 90%, I bet you are healed in Kenya. When you come to America, I see that drop to around 50% of the people that I pray for are healed in America. So it's not like the power of Jesus is different in area areas. It's just the unbelief of the, the teachings of sensationalism and God's not working miracles. This stuff's garbage. And it's really hurting the church. The fact that people don't know to pray with authority. Somebody has cancer. I'm going to say in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you cancer. Somebody may get healed right now listening to this. I just pray as if somebody's listening and has cancer. And I'm going to believe that someone's going to be healed at this because it's the power of the name of Jesus Christ. This is how I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command cancer and the cancer cells. I command you to dry up right now at the very root. I break the curse of cancer over your life. And I command the spirit of cancer. I command you to come out of their body right now. And I break the power of witchcraft right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I cancel the plans of cancer. I cancel the plans of the enemy over your life. And I I declare the power of the name of Jesus Christ and the power of the cross of Jesus. By his stripes, you are healed. Cancer, you will dry up and you will never come back in Jesus' name. I command you to come out of their body right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now, I believe right now somebody just received healing from that. I believe somebody's going to listen to that. And they're going to, you you report back to the show, there's going to be a testimony that somebody just got healed of cancer because you received, because you believe that I'm walking in a greater authority. And so you had faith that when I prayed that Jesus was going to heal you. So that right there is the difference in another country, is that they sometimes will believe more that you're walking in this anointing, but I'm not special. God can do this through anybody. I walk in a special calling, 
but healing is for everyone. We just have to believe. If you only believe, all things are possible. It doesn't say for the evangelists. It doesn't say for the pastors, the apostles, the prophets. It doesn't say just for them. It's for anybody. If you only believe, all things are possible to him who believeth. And whatsoever you shall have, whatsoever things you say, speak to the mountain and command to be moved to the sea. You see, we don't plead with Jesus to do something when he already did it 2,000 years ago. We pray from the fact that it's already done, and we command it into existence. The demonic spirits are no different. They can be powerful, and they can beat people up, and they can destroy lives. But when you begin to understand who Jesus is and how much he loves you, and you start to operate from the position of a son and sonship in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he has adopted me. I'm a joint heir with Christ Jesus, according to Romans 8. And you start to believe in that, then you can operate as a son. And, and the king, who is Jesus, is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. But he, is, but he has positioned us as kings and priests here on this earth. And so when you operate as a son, the son can tell the people under him that, that the prince, that you know they have authority in the kingdom to speak into the kingdom. So when, when Christians begin to realize this then power begins to manifest and people begin to be healed. And it may just start small, but you need to work your way up to the CEO position. We were never taught to pray like that in, mm -hmm. in church and anything like that. Prayers, belief, nothing was ever taught like that, at least from what I can remember. Yeah, same here. It's no wonder there's only 50%. You know, it's no wonder that we are, we are falling behind because we're not taught. We think if we show up to church every sunday and recite the same sing the same hymns recite the same prayers that all of a sudden our lives are going to be trouble free but right. it's but it's not though no it's not it's not about <laughs> it's not about following a cookie cutter or following the same rhetoric week after week after week yeah it's completely different and it's almost different in every situation i mean well Every situation is different. Not that God is different in every situation. That came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not the same anyway. yesterday, day, and tomorrow. But right. God can only operate according to what we believe in. Yeah. See, this is what I believe. 2,000 years ago, Jesus did everything on the cross. He said he died. He said it is finished. He, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. And when he ascended into heaven, he sat down at the right hand of the Father of God the Bible says, and it's done. It, the, the earth is his footstool. Everything is under his feet. But now he's given the crown that was on his head. You see, back in Adam and Eve fell, Satan came into the garden. Everyone thinks that, you know, this great thing happened. But I believe that Satan fell when he tempted Adam and Eve. That was his pride. That was his moment of pride he tempted Adam and Eve, and they fell, and the crown of authority and power, the dominion over all the earth, fell off of their head. Now, this is just in a spiritual sense, but the crown, then Satan, Lucifer, picked up the crown, and for 4,500 years, he ruled the earth. He had dominion. You don't see deliverance in the Old Testament. That's why the people were so shocked when it started to happen when Jesus came. You don't see much healing in the Old Testament, just a couple times. But we, they didn't have it then. 
Then Jesus comes. Satan thinks he has victory. Jesus comes and he says, I'm going to go because my children fell. I'm going to go and redeem them. You know, uh, Romans 5, 8, I was just reading that today and it talks about how, you know, he died for us yet while we were still sinners. We, we're, we're all not worthy of salvation, but Jesus died in the worst of all sin and everyone is entitled to salvation. No matter what you have done, the worst things, you can be saved and be redeemed by Christ and have your life changed. And see, Jesus came, and the Bible says is that if, if the prince of the earth knew, if, if the, the princes of the earth knew what, they, what Jesus was doing when he died, they never would have killed the king of glory. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. See, they were deceived into even killing Jesus, and Jesus sacrificed his life took all of the sin of all the earth. I believe that's why it became dark in that area is because all the sin of all mankind came together onto Jesus. And he says, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? And, and, and because all the sin of all the earth came upon him. And he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And I was like, I said to him one time, I said, God, I don't understand that. Father, Father, forgive them for they don't know what to do. What do you mean? I, I've been rebellious in my life. I knew what I was doing. I intentionally did it. I intentionally did things that I shouldn't have done because I just didn't care. I wanted to fulfill the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And you know what he said to me? He answered me, and he said, Vince, if you really knew how much I loved you, you never would commit those things. And that is true. I've only begun to learn that in my life, how much God loves me. And when the more that I realize he loves me, I operate in a place of compassion. Jesus cast out demons and healed the sick everywhere he went. But it says that he was moved with compassion. What if love is the true power of God? Not the fact that I want power. I want to control demonic spirits. I want to heal people so that people can say, look at you. That's not love. When, when you get filled with God's love and it manifests out of you and you love on somebody else and you pray for them to be healed in the name of Jesus, knowing that Jesus loves them, that Jesus died for them, and you command with authority as a son because he loves you, then they can be healed. And see, Jesus went into hell. He took the keys to death and hell, and he took the authority, the crown, back from Satan. You know, could you imagine Satan's face after three days and Jesus is ready to rise again? <laughs> he, he's been down there thinking he has Jesus this whole time. And I know I'm, I'm not, give me those keys. <laughs> you're, you're a loser. Yep. <laughs> and he rose again, walked on the earth for 40 days and then ascended into heaven. And Ephesians one and two says that he was seated at the right hand of the power of God. And that all power and authority was given to him. And then it says that he has taken us and seated him, seated us inside of him in the heavenly places. In the authority realm, if you really were to believe in this, you are seated inside of Christ in the spiritual realm. That means that you can speak on his behalf when you know his will. And his will is for people to receive the fullness of his cross, to receive salvation, to be delivered, to be healed. And so I pray from that point of view every time, even if I'm 
I would rather get to heaven and be wrong about that than get to heaven and say and have and have to face him and say, oh, I never prayed for anybody because I didn't know that you could heal today or I didn't believe or I'm this sensationalist. And these and, and these types of things, man, that's going to be a major shame on people for those things when they get to heaven. I would rather be wrong and believe everyone should be healed. But because I believe this way, I see a manifestation because I've encountered God's love. I. I, I see a manifestation, and the more manifestations of healing and deliverance that I see and salvations and baptisms and life changings and testimonies, like those are what just blow me up inside with faith, and I just am in all of what Jesus has done. I'm in, I'm in all of him. I love him so much because he's just beautiful, and he, he's love, and he's gorgeous. He's not this ruler of judgment that people say. You know, he's ready to beat down on you. You have to receive salvation by grace the same way that you receive Christ Jesus. So walk you in him. And then you will see a manifestation of God. And, and even you guys, I just challenge you as you're getting somebody to come on, just begin to pray with them and believe that Jesus can and speak to that mountain and command it to move because you guys are strong Christians and you're getting stronger and you're really believing, beginning to believe in Jesus and your eyes are beginning to open to the spiritual realm. That's greater than the physical realm. Amen. 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 It's getting me all sweaty. <laughs> More fire. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. that's why people are so turned off by the churches. That's why the churches are so dead. They go Sunday morning, like Lowell said, and they, they, they're like, oh, well, you know, why is my life falling apart when I leave? Or they go Sunday morning, they put on the, the good hat, and, and then they, they leave, and, and they put on this other thing for the rest of the week. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, there's no transformation. There's, there's the word is preached to them, but it's watered down. Mm -hmm. And even if it is preached to them, there's no manifestation of the power. People want to see the manifestation of the power in that. Is the spirit and the word. You need the spirit and the word to manifest the Holy Spirit and the word of God. When the two of those come together, you'll have a manifestation of power if it's done in love. But it makes sense. I mean, I had once heard the phrase, I, I wish this was mine because I like it a lot, but when we pray, we should pray out of determination, not desperation. You know, and that, mm -hmm. that ties into that that authority aspect, you know, the, it, the second Adam came, right. And he took the authority back that was lost by the first Adam. But the beauty of it is he gave it to us. That's why he says, you know, I have to go, but mm -hmm. because I'm sending a helper, you know, if I don't right. go, you're not, you're not going to be able to receive this helper, the spirit. And like you said, he even says, we will do greater things and more than, than Jesus himself. But that has, We've lost that in the in in America. I mean, in the Western Church, we've yeah. I'm thankful, you know. You turned me on to the church that we go to, and I love that church because they preach this stuff. And it's, mm -hmm. I think it's really rare. I think it's a a diamond in the rough to find that. And then we wonder Amen. why we see so much turmoil in America. Why we see violence and and you know blasphemy. <sighs> And hatred, you know, everyone hates each other right now in America. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's there, true. There's so much division. It doesn't, it doesn't matter 
who we vote for or what color our skin is, they will, there is a principality that is dividing us in every aspect of life. And a house divided against itself shall not stand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a little house or it's America. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, that's been something on my heart lately. It's just, it's, it's time to wake up. It's time to stop beating around the bush about, you know, Christianity. I, it's it's time to start fighting back if if we're seeing dark forces and people being able to curse other people and we're seeing demonic forces work then then how much more power do we have in the name of the almighty to fight back right but too many christians are afraid of the witch's power when the witches should be afraid of the christians exactly mm-hmm. or there's unbelief there's i think that there's yeah. unbelief in the church right now that that witches even have power, right? And then mm. it's like ignorance is bliss. Oh, if I don't believe it, if I look the other way, you know, there's no such thing as curses. There's no such thing as black magic. You know, that's a bunch of Hollywood. Yeah. And right. and I think that's another disservice that the church does is, is not teaching that, yeah, the spiritual world, spiritual warfare is a real battle. And we deal with it as soon as we wake up as right. Christian or not believer. And if you don't believe it, then the devil has you right where he wants you to begin with. It's true. You have to balance the knowing that it's there and not believing that it has the power to destroy you, but not ignoring it. Will not allow it to uh, to, to even say that to uh, that it doesn't have power doesn't mean that it won't manifest in your life. Mm-hmm. You can get cursed and you may not believe in it. It's okay. But you, what you have to do is be able to speak to that curse and command to move in Jesus name. And that's where the authority will manifest. That's where speaking to your mountain will release the power to move it. And if you can't move it on yourself, get two or three of your friends together that believe in that and ha- and pray together for that mountain to move. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be like you have the other side that, that gets so prideful that all oh, I can just speak to it. And, and, and it just doesn't move. Don't be prideful about it. If you need help, just reach out. There are times when I'm personally being attacked that I'll reach out for some extra help over me because it's harder to have faith for just you. So don't be condemned if you speak and you're praying, nothing's happening. It's not that God's not working. It's just that sometimes you it, it's hard to have faith for healing for yourself when you have pain in your body. It's hard to have faith for healing for yourself when the doctor's telling you you're going to die in three months from cancer, you know, and the doctor just cursed you and said that cancer's yours and all these things. And the cancer, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that believes there's a demon under every bush, but I believe that if you kick the bush and your demon comes out, then you got to cast it out. So kick the bush, find out if there's a curse or a demon there. And if it is, cancel it and remove its power and tell it to leave in jesus name really happy you've come on because i think a lot of our listeners need to hear this you're much more uh eloquent in speaking (laughs) than we are about this stuff (laughs) Um, that's putting it nicely level (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm I'm trying my best here Uh, but it's great because like harrison has said i think we talked about the beginning of the show even as a small podcast, we are getting a lot of a lot of people like reaching out to us or telling us how much they appreciate hearing about the spiritual warfare because nobody knows seems to know how to I don't want to say how to properly do it, but how to 
take the power that God has vested in us to remove the enemy from our lives. It's just wonderful to hear that. And I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. Amen. Praise God. And listen, yes. we all got to start somewhere, but you just got to start to believe in this stuff. If you believe in it, then it can start to work in your life. Now you'll face resistance. The enemy will attack you, but I'd rather go to heaven one day, having been attacked every day of my life, had to have seen people healed and delivered and their lives changed. And for them to be in heaven with me one day, because I just laid down my life to serve Jesus. You know, we're just afraid to do that. We're, many people live out of the hurts of their past. They live out of the trauma, the abuse, the the things. And many people have just gone through some terrible things, but they live out of that. So they can't ever get victory in the future or the present because the past taunts them. So I also like to bring people out of their past and show them through Jesus, through salvation, that the past can break off and it can be forgiven. Even the Lord forgets it and you can move forward from today and tomorrow and you can live each day from the now moment into the future. And if you can do that, you can be free to just say, oh, you know, look at me. I've seen thousands of people healed, cancer, cripples. Uh, blind eyes, deaf ears, all of these things happen. I've cast out tens of thousands of demons out of people. And it's, did I deserve it? Absolutely not. Uh, five and a half years ago, I was a broken man living in fear, anxiety, depression. It took me a whole year of learning about identity, learning about God's love till I cast out the demons out of my own self one day when I got set free. And then I began to break free of my addictions. But for one whole year, I just let God love on me. And, and I just ran into his arms. I was just loved on and his love set me free to the point that I could surrender. I could repent enough. I could get free of my addictions that were holding me in bondage. And this, this guy here, just four and a half years ago, got delivered of demonic spirits himself. And now I've been to different countries and I've, I've, I've openly rebuked the witch doctors from stages. I've gone into their homes. I sat with them. You know, I, I preached the gospel to them. And I've seen witch doctors receive Jesus. I've seen witch doctors renounce their powers. I've seen all kinds of things. You know, I'll go to witch doctors' home in the dark uh, with a flashlight on my phone. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, I trust Jesus. And, you know, I, I've had them astro project into my bedroom that I could see them with my physical eyes. I've, I've had them try to poison me. I've seen all kinds of things. But the thing is, is four and a half years ago, I just got delivered. If, if this man here can step into it, then anybody can step into it. My life is a mess. I've been divorced three times. I have all kinds of things like problems, but God redeemed me and he changed me through his love. And through his love, I could surrender my life. I could die to myself that he could come alive and now he can use me because it's his power. I give him the glory and I know it's grace. It's not about works. It's not about performance. He loves me when I screw up. He loves me when I'm good and it doesn't change. Like it's the grace of God that I am where I am today. And I know that and I live out of that and there is no religion in it. One of the greatest spirits in the world is the religious spirit and it'll hold most of you captive most christians captive because they think it's about them they're how good they are and how about their salvation and they make themselves their own gods and they don't need jesus even though they claim the name of jesus so 
people need to repent of that. People need to forgive. They need to let go of the past and then get set free from the demonic spirit so that they can go and set other people free. That's the love of God. That, that's the thing that will deliver people. That's the thing that will bring the power of God and compassion and love because you're being loved because you don't have to do anything for love. But out of love, you'll do more for the Lord than you ever did in your entire life because he loves you rather than you have fear that I just need to get to heaven. <laughs> well, while Lowell collects his thoughts, you, you can't just mention that a, a physical witch doctor astral projected into your room <laughs> without telling us that story. <laughs> well, uh, I was in Kenya back in from December 15th through February 15th. I was getting towards the end of my journey. We had just done a powerful week of deliverance to the next level even stronger some of the most strongest that i have ever been doing i was coming against the witch doctor that was in the area he was so powerful uh his name was the professor and he was known that if he looked at you and he pointed his finger at you and he said way 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 which is you 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 will die in three days he had fear in the region everybody knew him and i was coming against him the demons that were manifesting were confessing his power and i was coming against him time and time and i began to dismantle his altar in the spiritual realm because many people don't know this if you're dealing with a demonic spirit there's always a string attached to them and a spiritual string like i mean i'm saying physically but there's a spiritual string so if you have a demon who's manifesting in front of a person you could follow that string back and you can touch the altar that is empowering that demonic spirit if it was a witch doctor who did a sacrifice or a curse on the altar, sent the demon into this person, you could destroy the altar of that witch doctor in the spiritual realm and sometimes the physical realm. And so I began to just go back these strings and to trace back to his altar. And then if you really have faith and you believe and you're walking in uh, the authority of that level. Now, listen, I don't tell people. I want to say this before I say that, but don't step into authority that you're not qualified for. I know my limits of what I'm doing, and now I'm dealing with demons that are over top of national national demons over top of countries. But I don't do that unless the Holy Spirit's telling me to do that, right? Because mm -hmm. if I'm stepping out in my flesh, they're going to come and beat me up, right? Because I'm doing it on my own. So, but I began to trace these back, and I would touch that that professor's altar. And then I found out that those demons were coming from Mombasa, which is right along the, the, the Indian Ocean over there. And so they were taking marine spirits, these queens that were, they would bring these marine spirits up out of the water. And the marine spirits, they would carry them back in people back to the towns where the witch doctors were, where the false pastors are. There's many pastors that are operating false signs and wonders. And so... They would take them back and they would bring them into the person. And these pastors, these witch doctors were marrying queen spirits in the spiritual realm. It, this gets complex. I mean, and some of those people say, well, like, I don't know. Well, you don't have to believe me. Uh, but I know what I encounter and what we go through. We've done it many a times. It's always the same things. And so anyway, so I started to reach from the professor's altar and go back and touch the altar that was bringing the powers up out of the water. 
The thing was, is this name kept coming up. His name was Pastor Ezekiel. And I was, at first, it was a little hard to believe, but after hearing it multiple times, confessing, I started to understand and to believe that it's Pastor Ezekiel. This pastor was the most televised pastor in all of Kenya. He was all over TV in the homes he went into. This He was there talking about these spiritual things. He had his own church. Well, we began to come against his powers. We can command, come against his altar. Now, there's not always an immediate manifestation of that. Sometimes it takes months for this to happen. But when I came home, I was home, and it came onto the news that Pastor Ezekiel was arrested as a cult leader. And they found it was 94 or 95 shallow graves of the people that he sacrificed. Oh, and that he starved to death under his quote-unquote church. Now, I believe that what we did there began to reveal and expose him as we came against his altar and his powers there. And these guys are all powered by the Masonic powers. The Masonic, the Masons are over top. They're the higher power and the Masons give the witches the power and the false pastors their power. But this professor one day, uh, I, I came home into my room and there was a soda there that I thought was empty before. And I said, I thought to myself, no, this is already, I thought I already drank this, but here it was, has stuff in it. So I was thirsty and I drank it. Well, 10 minutes later, my belly began to bloat really big. And I started to cramp and have really bad pain. I tried to go lay down and, and to sleep. It was impossible. My belly was so expanded. I had so much pain in me. And at that point, I realized uh, when Holy Spirit said, get up and throw up. Uh, so I got out of bed. By the time I got to the toilet, I was throwing this stuff up. It didn't all come out. But I realized that that's at that point that something happened. Either someone came into the room or someone astral projected and did a ceremony and magic potions uh, and put charms into my drink to kill me. This is what I believed. So at this was about 10 o'clock at night. At one o'clock in the morning, I felt a demonic entity, a, a snake come, and I physically felt him pushing on my belly trying to enter. Sometimes I see and I feel in the physical realm, but I knew what it was because I physically felt him pushing to enter my belly. Now, he couldn't enter me unless there was magic charms in my belly still. And so I resisted him and I rebuked him and I told him to leave and he left. But at three o'clock in the morning on the nose, I had my eyes open. Uh, I had my eyes closed and I felt a presence. I opened up my eyes and in the room comes a person in through my door. It was, a, it was an outline of a spirit that I could see. I could see it with my physical eyes, not with my spiritual eyes. And then he audibly spoke to me. When he audibly spoke to me, I first words that funny that came out of my mouth that day, and not knowing who this was, but I said, way, way, meaning you, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? How do you think you can come into my room? And I got out of my bed and I began to rebuke him and then to pray in tongues. And my son, who was in the next room, I hear him beginning to pray in tongues. So after rebuking for a period of time and my son's praying in tongues and rebuking in the other room, I come out of the room and asked him if he's okay. We joined together, went down to my spiritual son and the two of them uh, and the three of us began to pray together. And I had them lay hands on me and they prayed and I coughed up this magic potion came out of me. 
Um, the Bible says, as you shall drink every deadly thing and it shall not harm you. Right. So, but I went through a battle that night and there was powers that came against us and tried to kill me about a few days later, I'm doing a deliverance and this girl is manifesting and the professor, see, people don't even realize this, but he astro projected into the body of the person and began to speak to me through them. And I've had this happen on many occasions where a shaman, a witch, or something like this will astro project into a body. If they're under a demonic influence, they can then speak through them and talk to me in person. And the professor, first words after he's growled at me, first words out of his mouth was, how are you still alive? I put enough poison in there to kill you. And I said to him, maybe you did not read the Bible where it says that I shall drink any deadly thing and it shall not harm me. And he began to manifest in this little 14-year-old girl's body and to carry on. And see, God protects us. Now, I did drink it that day, but he protected me, you know? And these things most people would be blown away from or most people would be scared of, but I don't care about these things. I'm just going to serve Jesus. I'm going to believe in the name of Jesus. I'm going to see other people saved, healed, and delivered, and I'm going to cast out many demons because I'm going to honor God by believing in him. And because of what he's done, the grace that he has shown me in my life, the love that he has shown me when I didn't deserve it, I have given him my life and he can have everything. And I don't care. I'll go under witchcraft oppression. I don't want to. I'll speak against it. I will fight it. But if it what sometimes he, I know that he allows it to happen in my life because in my position, I can then reach out and touch a higher power and destroy its power because it touched me now. And sometimes that witchcraft will rest on my head and my shoulders, but I don't accept it. But there are seasons that we will get attacked because we're ready to be launched into the next level. We're ready to be launched into the next thing, and it will come with an oppression. And will you say, oh, I can't believe my life. The enemy's always attacking me. He's always beating me up. I'm tired of this witchcraft. Are you going to say, Jesus? I thank you that you're taking me into the next level. I thank you that I'm having this opportunity that I can get to glorify you and I can get to raise up your name. And I praise you, Lord, for what you have done for me and the things that you are doing in my life. And if you live out of the second thing, you will see freedom and victory come and it will manifest in a change in other people's lives. And you will eat the fruit thereof of the power of your words, whether life or death. This is what we miss as Christians. Exactly. Yes. We don't, we, don't we, go, hear we go to church and we get beat up and we say, oh, okay, well, this is just the way it is. And we accept things. And the enemy has lulled the church to sleep. But I'm telling you right now, the revival that's coming will include much deliverance in the church. The revival that's coming, many people are going to be healed and the power of God is going to manifest. And maybe we need to stop looking at just the word of God and start looking for the spirit of God. And allow the Holy Spirit to do something in our lives that bring his power and his word together, that the word can become flesh and life and, and dwell among us through our faith and through the laying on of hands and through the power of our words so that we can make a real change. And then the enemy is going to get kicked out of our country instead of us just saying, oh, well, the devil just beats us up. No, we should beat up the devil. Well, it's, you know, your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, right? It's not 
it's not just meant for when we die and go to heaven you know this is this was our calling when we were alive i think we tend to forget that as christians that well it'll get it'll at least when i die i'll go to heaven and everything will be good then well that's not what jesus said it's bringing the kingdom on earth like it is in heaven do you know there's too many people that took the one talent and they buried it that's the majority of christians they take their talent that god gave them and they buried it Someone else has two talents and they used it. And he says, here, you know, go and reign over whatever, five cities. And, you know, the one that had five talents, he's here, here, you know, I'll give you the talents of the one who buried it. Now, here you go and you reign over 10 cities. That's the millennial reign because a Christian didn't bury their talent. We got to stop burying our talents. We got to start believing in something greater than just going to church. Mm-hmm. That's not doing that hasn't done anything for America other than put us in a bad position mm-hmm. to not believe, to not have the faith, to think only certain people get saved. So we shouldn't evangelize to them. That's garbage. That's a demonic lie. And I'll speak against it because that trash shouldn't be in the church for these sensationalists to say all oh, the giftings passed away. There's no more offices. Like, why? If our if our Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, why would he all of a sudden take his power away and say, now demons just have your way for the next 2,000 years? After I've gone, after my apostles have died, here, you just have your way. Like, if you really read the Bible for yourself and stop believing the preaching of some of these pastors, then you'll see the truth, and the truth will set you free, and the giftings never ended. It's why in the last days your sons and daughters will prophesy. What happened to that? Oh, prophecy passed away. Oh, well, then why does it say in the last days your sons and daughters will prophesy? That they throw these things out and they they ignore it. No, prophecy is still for today. Now, you have to discern because there's false giftings out there and, and witchcraft through giftings and you know angels of light and all these things. But don't be afraid of those things. If, step out and just be wrong for once. It doesn't matter. At least you're doing something. Jesus can work with mistakes. But he can't work with somebody who never does anything. If you're not willing to step out and make a mistake, then how can he work with you? Just be willing and obedient. Be correctable. Be trainable. Then he can, that's something he can use. And I've made many mistakes, guys. I made many mistakes. But my heart's always been just to love people. And I made mistakes out of not knowing. And so mm-hmm. – the more – he just keeps revealing more. It just keeps opening more of the spiritual realm up because I'm going to be willing and obedient. I'm going to be trainable. I'm going to be I'm going to, I'm going to repent often when I make a mistake. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, I'm going to be a, a serial repenter. Just repent and move on and just go to the next thing and do something. I, I always hear the the whole well, you know. I don't want to, and I get this way too. So I can't just say it's it's someone else. I, I will confess I get this way too. What if I pray for them and they don't get healed? How awkward is that going to be? But how? what if they will? You, we can, The beauty of it is we can strike out a ton of times and hit the ball mm-hmm. once and we've done the will of God. But yeah. they're not going to get healed through Jesus, you know, by Jesus through us. If we're just on the sidelines worried about right. what we're going to say if the healing <laughs> doesn't come. Right. I mean, I'll tell you this neat story. I don't, I don't know if you've heard this one, but my wife doesn't have very good teeth, right? She's, she doesn't have very strong enamel. So she's always going through tooth problems. She's had dozens and dozens of root canals. And I, I, you know, I feel so bad for her. And 
and many years ago she was in so much pain one night and nowhere was open to take her to and we just began praying i began praying over her and she was healed the pain went away and she didn't have to go Amen. to the dentist this was like a root canal pain right so she told yeah. me that she would rather give birth again than go through this pain when she wow. gets it so fast forward right that was amazing cool fast forward just this past year and she was going through that pain again just she had put off going to the dentist and getting a root canal taken care of for too long and she was going through this pain again well my four-year-old daughter saw mommy crying and mommy in pain and she walked up to her and she started praying for her and the pain was gone Amen. completely healed so if a four-year-old can do it I think, you know, if God can do it through a four-year-old, I think maybe sometimes we just need to humble ourselves to that of children. Yes, it's true. But see, come unto me like little children, mm -hmm. and you shall see the kingdom of God. That's how, if we come like that little girl, like your daughter, she just came in innocence. Mm -hmm. She didn't have any unbelief. Mm -hmm. She just believed that Jesus can, and so she prayed, yep. and, and it manifested. Yeah. And, and, and when you said, when people say to me, well, what if I do that? And that is a good point. People think that I thought that I've been there many a times. What if I pray and nothing happens? You know, I did that with, when that woman's coming front, Sure. but then, but then I think, what if, you know, and I put my foot because that's self-centeredness at the root, it's pride mm -hmm. because, you know, we, th we don't want to fail, but what happens if you don't pray for them? They're never going to get healed. Right. Nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. so I say just step out and fail. You know, I've seen my greatest miracle of healing one time when I went up to somebody and I thought I had a word of knowledge for them in an airport. And just a long story short. And I said, I just went up to him. I thought God said something. I said, hey, does this make any sense to you? And I, I start saying to him, you know, this is a great thing you could do to take the pressure off. And just believe in Jesus. And and he looked at me as I had two heads. He's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, I just put up my hands and I just said to him, hey, that's okay. I was just practicing and I walked away. <laughs> and, then, and then I go across the airport and this woman that could barely even walk is getting on the airplane. She's in incredible pain. And the Lord tells me to pray. We fly into Colorado Springs. I finally get enough courage after the whole flight. All the excuses taken away, and I pray for her in the airport, and she walks out of the airport with no limp and no pain, healed in the name of Jesus. Right after I failed, yeah. something manifested that was great because I was willing to be humiliated again. It's just amazing. I have, I have no other words for that. And educational. That was a big thing starting Silver Pilled was we wanted to provide education. And Lord knows it couldn't have been for us goofballs, you know. <laughs> That's why we Not always get smarter you. people on. <laughs> but you will get it. You will get it, and you will be the one telling the uh, testimonies one day. Sure. So I have to ask, and it's only because we we kind of talked about it a little bit prior on the phone when we were setting this up. I've seen a lot. It's kind of it's a thing right now especially in my Instagram feed, because I've probably watched so many that, that the algorithm is just, you know, this guy likes this. So it just keeps pumping it to me. And it's, it's really interesting, but people are able to deliver people through recordings and through right zoom calls and things like that. You don't have to be present in the room when you're doing, right. you know, these 
these deliverance right because I mean, the power of the spirit obviously isn't bound by you know physicalities it can go through anything and it and it probably withstands history so i guess the question would be it let's just say this recording gets lost for a thousand years and and the earth is still here and and someone finds it and plays this recording would it it would still have the power to heal and deliver absolutely it's never ending so when i first started out I believe that I had to put my hand as close to the injury as, you know, without touching areas that are sensitive, as close to the injury as possible so that somebody would be healed because the anointing had to go right in there. That was my faith. The Bible says, be it done according to your faith and faith works by love. In the end of 1 Corinthians 13, it says that these three things exist, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So love's greater than faith. Many people don't know that, that faith works through love. People are saying, I need to get my faith increased. No, you have to be a person that's better loved by God. You also have to be a better conduit of God's love to other people. That power can exist through anything. And so when COVID came, or when I'm laying hands on certain people, then I started to have the faith that I could just touch their hand. I'll need to touch close to the body part. I touch your hand. The anointing's released. I speak and command whatever it is, and people were getting healed. And I was like, wow, like, this is cool. Like, I don't need to touch right there. Then COVID hits. And I'm like, what are we going to do now? We can't, and then I'm going to continue ministering. So I began to minister over Zoom and over the phone, um, and people are getting healed. Uh, I remember I prayed for my cousin in Montana, another state. For example, there's just one testimony, but she had, she said, I'm going in for hip surgery on Wednesday. This is a Sunday. I said, well, why didn't you tell me? I would pray for you. Like, you know, I see people get, she said, well, I don't know. I said, well, let's just pray. So I start to pray for her and commanding her hip to be healed. Well, I stop and I was going to ask her how she's doing it. And all of a sudden she's like, stop, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. The fire's hitting me. There's fire going into my hip. And I was like, okay, more Lord. I just started praying more, and, and this fire is going into her hip. Well, she, all the pain left. She could walk. I said, make sure you have your doctor take another x-ray. She goes to the doctor, explains it to him. He takes another x-ray, and he comes back in the room, and he's, like, confused. He's like, I don't know what happened to you, but the, the scan that we had before and the x-ray that we have today are two different things, and your hip is fine. Her her, uh, her her bone going into the hip where the knuckle is was flattened. Her her mm. hip was fractured and it was splintered out. She needed a hip replacement and a new ball socket. And the doctor said, you're fine. You can go home. There's nothing wrong with you. And it was confirmed by medical science. That was over the phone. I didn't see her. I prayed over the phone. I started to pray for people and demons started to manifest over the phone. I started to pray for people and they manifest over Zoom calls and people were getting delivered. People were getting healed. Be it done according to your faith. And so my faith started to grow. And recently, uh, when I was in Kenya, I had a mother standing for a child. The child was anemic and he was going in for blood transfusions every so off every couple months or something like that it was happening a lot. And she said, I'm going to stand in. So I commanded the demon that's causing the anemia on the boy to come. And she manifested 
and the demon came up and fighting and carrying on. I mean, in the witchcraft strongholds of Kenya, they put up a big fight compared to America. And I began to question this demon, what have you done? And I already knew his answer, but I wanted to make him tell me. And he, he said, I said, what have you done to his blood? And he says, I drink it. Hmm. So this demonic spirit was drinking the boy's blood and taking his blood that he had to go and get a transfusion every few months. And I commanded the breaking of his altar, the breaking of this power. And I commanded the blood to be cut off from him. And he was manifesting as I, the woman was manifesting, but the boy's demon came into the mother as a, as a substitute as she stood in proxy and she got delivered and the boy was healed that hour. I've seen that. Now I've even gone as far as sometimes, not all the time, sometimes when I pray for somebody and they're not even present, they're healed because somebody came and stood in substitute and they're just healed or I pray for somebody and something happens and they're just healed. And I've even started to do deliverance through text and people wow. are delivered as I'm texting and the demons are coming out of them. All things are possible to him who believes. Well, I, I have to be honest with you. It's kind of a loaded question because I was going to ask if you'd be willing to, to pray a prayer of deliverance, not only over Lowell and I, but over, over our audience. Yes, I would love to pray over your audience. <laughs> but i want to ask your audience one thing do you believe in jesus christ the bible says that he is the only way into heaven so i don't want to cast a demon out of you and you haven't received the 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 presence the person of jesus christ and the power of his holy spirit the presence of god the father who is loved to come into your life and the bible says the only way to the father is through jesus there is only one Christ. His name is Jesus Christ. There's only one Savior. There's only one way into heaven, and that's to believe that Jesus Christ came and died for you, and He that he has taken away your sins. It's through repentance and receiving Jesus into your life that salvation comes. It doesn't have to be something special. It doesn't have to be a certain way. It's, it's if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. So you have to speak it out loud, and you also have to believe it in your heart. If you say today with words, Jesus, come into my life, and you don't believe it, then nothing is going to happen. And you're going to receive a salvation that may be false, that you think you're saved and you're not saved. So you have to speak with your mouth and then receive in your heart. So I want to ask your audience. Hearing today what Jesus is doing on this earth, hearing that he's not just a bunch of set of rules, but that he is grace, he is love, he is kindness, he is goodness, he is mercy, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, meekness, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, gentleness. All of these things is who the presence of God is. He's not a father ready to beat you over the head. He's a father who's ready to take you into his arms and pull you in, in all of your imperfection because Christ died yet while we were still sinners. And so I want to ask the audience today if they want to receive Jesus Christ, if you want to speak it with your mouth and believe in your heart, and if you want to see, to believe that he has cleansed you of all sin, if you want to have forgiveness, then I will pray for you to receive deliverance. So I want to say, 
If you want to receive Jesus into your life today, you can repeat this prayer or you can say your own prayer. Because the important thing is, is that you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, then you shall be saved. But I'll give you a prayer, and if you can say it, say it out loud and say it with your heart, then you shall be saved today. And the same power that I walk in can come upon you and change you. It may not be today. You might get delivered of addictions today. You might get delivered of demonic spirits today. You might get curses broken off of you today. But even if it takes you a year to come into that point where you get victory and freedom the way that I did, I challenge you to be loved every day and go to him and have a relationship with him because he's not a God of outer space. He's a God that lives inside of us. The Bible says is that when we receive him, Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit all come live this inside of us and that we are elevated in the spiritual realm to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So if you're ready to receive him, I just ask you to humble yourself and just say this, Jesus, I need you. I need your love. I need you to change my life. If I, the things that I'm doing aren't working, Lord, and I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I ask you to come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to change me from the inside out. I need you to love me, God. And I'm going to chase your love every day until you change me from the inside out. I will give you my life, God, today. I will surrender to you. I will give you my will and my desires. Just come and fellowship with me and be my Lord and my Savior. Show me your love, Father. Show me your love, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence. Amen. Now, it's as simple as that, but I'm going to pray for you. So I want you just to close your eyes, audience. Some of you, there's going to be testimonies that come out of this. Some of you are just going to feel something lift off of you. Some of you are going to feel something break. Some of you are going to maybe manifest, and you're going to feel something begin to stirring inside of your body, and you may start to shake. You may start to manifest, but I don't want you to be afraid of those things. It's not how you get delivered. It's just that you do get delivered. If you're a Christian, you've been a Christian all of your life, I want you just to be open that maybe you have something that you need deliverance from. Maybe you need deliverance from trauma or abuse or brokenness or witchcraft or something in your life. If you resist and you say, ah, this is nothing, then nothing's going to happen to you because you won't receive. You have to be a receiver of the prayer that I'm about to say, but I'm going to stand with you, and I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and people are going to be delivered right now. People are going to be healed right now, and that witchcraft and its power is going to be broken or at least weakened in your life in the name of Jesus. I don't want you to pray. Unless the Holy Spirit comes on you and you begin to speak in a new tongues that you haven't spoken before, that's okay. But I don't want you to pray and try to work yourself into this. Deliverance, healing, it's a free gift. You let me pray over you. Let me speak to the mountain. All you have to do is close your eyes, get into a quiet place, and just receive of the Lord. Holy Spirit, I just welcome your presence to come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I thank you, Lord, for your power. God, I thank you for your authority. 
whether it's through an audio message or through texting or through laying on of hands. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command the breaking of demonic powers over your life right now. I command every demonic spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, I arrest you. I command the breaking of the powers of witchcraft in Jesus' name. I command the words that have been spoken against you, the fiery darts of the enemy that have pierced through. I command in Jesus' name for the fiery darts to burn with the fire of God right now. And I pull those fiery darts out of you in Jesus' name right now. Every fiery dart, every word that's been spoken to you, I command it to come off of you now in the name of Jesus Christ, I break the curse of words. I break the power of witchcraft words. I break the power and the authority of every demonic spirit right now. I command the demonic spirits to be chained and shackled in the name of Jesus Christ, including Jezebel, Leviathan, and Python, and anger and fear and abuse and all these demonic spirits. I command your power over their life right now. You will be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I command for your generational curses and your generational powers to be arrested right now. I command for the familiar spirits to be arrested right now. If you're beginning to feel something in your body and there's a resistance and you feel like an anger rising up in your body, I want you to renounce anger. If you feel a lust rising up in your body, I said, I want you to renounce lust. Whatever emotion that you're feeling, I want you to repent. Say, God, I'm sorry for my addictions. I'm sorry for looking at pornography. I'm sorry for these things. And then just renounce them. I renounce pornography. I renounce anger. I renounce adultery. I want you to renounce these things as they're coming up. Once you renounce, the power of them is going to go. I speak now in the name of Jesus Christ, the breaking of curses. Jesus, your word says in Galatians 3.13 that Jesus Christ took the curse for us. So you demonic spirits can't curse them anymore. I break the power of the curse in Jesus' name. I command the false vine, the, the John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine. That means that there is a false vine. I command the false vine of the generations that grows inside of your DNA and your bloodline. I command it to be cut off today in Jesus' name. I break the power of the, the false uh, generational vine right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I command for that witchcraft vine to burn. I command for the generational vine of, of Satan to burn. I command for the generational vine of the curse to burn in the name of Jesus Christ. I burn it into the roots, into the altars of the generations right now. I command the altars of the generations to burn, not only for you, but for your family line in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I command the fruit of that vine that has come into your life, that has cursed your DNA. I command it to burn right now in Jesus' name. Jesus says that we have good fruit, and I release the fruit of my words that life and death is in the power of my tongue. I curse the power of the enemy over your life, and I command witchcraft into curses to dry up at the very root right now. I command the power of addictions, the power of adultery, the power of lust, the power of pornography to be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ right now. I command them spirits to be chained and pulled out of your body right now in Jesus' name. I command the addictions to be broken over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ right now, I command those demonic spirits to be arrested right now. I arrest you in the name of Jesus Christ. I take your power and your authority off of their life. 
Some of you might be manifesting at this point. I want you just to keep listening to my voice. And, and these demonic spirits are going to go, even if you can't hear me at this point, the power of the Holy Spirit will deliver you. The power of the Holy Spirit will protect you. I send angels right now to go into these homes, into these places of these people. I thank you, Lord, that your power of your Holy Spirit is there and that the angels are taking these things, these curses, these, these demonic spirits, these powers, these vows, these oaths, they must go into the pit today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I break every soul, every soul tie and every soul chain in Jesus' name. I command soul chains, soul ties to be broken. I command their soul that has been gone through an ungodly relationship or through uh, fear or hurt or pain of somebody. I command all the soul parts that have been given away. I call them back to the person right now. Some of you are going to start to feel that coming back into your body. Just receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cut the soul tie now, and I command their souls to return now. I command their souls to return now. I command their souls to return right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I call their souls back from the hurt and the pain, from the trauma, from the events, from the abuse, from the sexual abuse. I call, I call their souls back now. From the rapes, from the molestations, I call their souls back now. I send every soul, every part that has come as a result of the soul tie. I command, if it's not theirs, I command it out of them now. In Jesus' name, I command you to leave. I command you to leave. I command you to leave back to where you came from now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I send the souls back and the demonic spirits I send into the pit and the curses I send into the pit in the name of Jesus. I speak healing into your life. I break the curse of trauma. I break the curse of abuse. I break the curse of rape. I break the curse of sexual immorality. I break the curse of fear. I break the curse of Jezebel, the generational Jezebels. I break these curses in the name of Jesus Christ and the other curses, and I command curses to come off of your body right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, curses come off now. Curses come off now. Curses come off now. I command infirmity of the body to be broken right now. I command infirmity of the body in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, spirit of infirmity. I rebuke your curse, and I command you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command infirmity out of the body right now. Afflicting spirits, you will go with infirmity right now. Come out of the body right now. Come off of their spines. Come off of their spines. Come out of the liver Come out of the kidney area. I'm just seeing some things right now and speaking. Come out of their heart in Jesus' name. I command healing into that heart. You will not have a heart attack. And if you have a heart attack, I command healing to come upon your heart right now in Jesus' name. I declare healing over your minds and I command the spirits, this twisting, mind bending spirits. I command in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ Jesus. So I command and rebuke you now. I command you to let the mind of Christ Jesus go, come off of their mind right now. I take the sword of the spirit and I divide the spirit and the soul and I cut into the joints and the marrow in the discerning of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And I command now in Jesus' name for you to set them free. Every room and place of the devil, I send fire into it now to destroy the demonic strongholds, to destroy the demonic spirits. We burn you out of their bodies. I command for you to have no place inside of them. I command spirits of insanity, this, this, the, the mind provoking, the mind twisting, the, the, the spirits of the mind that make them think something else. I rebuke you now, and I command you to come off of their body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I see like a left elbow. I command healing into that left elbow right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command healing in Jesus' name. I command all pain of that elbow, the swelling of the elbow, and the ligament damage. I command you to be healed right now in Jesus' name. I command healing into their bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. I command healing into your body right now in the name of Jesus Christ, into your knees, into your legs, into your torso, into your stomach. Infirmities of the stomach, I rebuke you, and I command you to leave them now. Come out now. Come out now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You will leave them now. Loose their bellies. Right now, the Bible says out of the bellies will flow rivers of living water. And I command you to rise up and come out now. If you feel pressure in your body, I want you just to start coughing and just let it come out. If you feel pressure, don't hold back. Don't deny it. Don't say, well, I can't have a demon. Just let it come out. Just start to cough and let it come out right now. In the name of Jesus, I command altars that are over your life. I command their power to be stripped off of them now. I command the spirits of the altars to be arrested. And I take the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And I go and I unlock you from the altars of witchcraft right now. And I command the powers of witchcraft to be broken. I command you to be set free and bring liberty. Just as Jesus says, I will bring liberty to the captives. In the power of the name of Jesus, I release you from them altars right now. And I send fire onto those altars fire in the name of jesus christ right now fire onto those altars in jesus name fire into those altars in the name of jesus christ i destroy their power over your life and over your family's life over your heritage over your home in the mighty name of jesus christ i command these things to be taken into the pit today i destroy them strongholds in jesus name and the spirits that sit on the strongholds you will be arrested into the pit you go right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I command your voice to be silent in their lives. You spirits are visiting some of them in the night. You're having sex with them. You're doing things to them in the dark. You're abusing them. You're beating them up. You're choking them. I command you now, spirit spouses, in your power, I arrest you now in the name of Jesus Christ. I set fire to your marriage certificate. I set, I command your soul to be released from them now in the name of Jesus and that spirit right now, go in Jesus' name. I divorce you right now. I divorce those spirit spouses. I divorce those spirits coming in the night. I divorce the spirits of terror. I command you will no longer come. I put angels at charge about their beds that if those demons come anymore, that you have the power and authority by my words to cut their heads off and take them into the pit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I divorce you from those spirit spouses. And I command now in Jesus' name for them to come out of your body right now. Just cough them out. If they're coming up, just cough them out. There's pressure. You may just feel them coming out parts of your body. You will leave right now in Jesus' name. The power of Jesus is here to bring revival. The power of Jesus is changing the world. And Satan, you're not going to rule this world anymore. And that the power of the name of Jesus Christ is manifesting right now on this call. And, and in the future, these you're listening to a recorded thing. You're getting delivered. That's the power of the name of Jesus Christ. That's the power of someone who said, I will believe in your name, Jesus. I'm not worthy of it, but your, your name, your power, your glory. So we glorify the name of Jesus Christ, and we command freedom right now. Finally, I want to speak into your broken parts. I want to say that you need to – today is a day to be healed. Today is a day to be delivered, and I command in Jesus' name the spiritual rooms that you are in, the bondages, the terror, the abuse, 
these things. I just I just say in Jesus' name, I command for your doors to come open. I command for the cells of the prisons to be open. I command the light to come on right now, and I command the demonic spirits to be chained and bound to the wall right now. And I invite those broken parts of your soul out. I ask you to come to Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that you're there. I just invite these parts of you that are broken and hurting, that have gone through all these things, just come to Jesus right now because he, he says that I have come to restore the soul. Psalms 23, he restoreth the soul. And he's, so the, that means that our soul can be broken. And so I just invite those broken parts to come to Jesus. You have nothing to be afraid of. He loves you. He thinks you're amazing. And if you've received him, just come to him right now. Even if you haven't received them, go to him and just receive him. And he's going to heal you today. He's going to take you to a place where you don't have to go back into that place of torment with those demonic spirits, but that you can be free. Just run to him now. Break any curse that he says. If you're hearing in your mind some type of an emotion right now or a curse right now, I want you just to say, I break the curse of. I break the emotion of in Jesus' name. Whatever you're feeling on the inside, if it's anxiety, I break the curse of anxiety in the name of Jesus Christ. I break the curse of fear in the name of Jesus Christ. I break the curse of fear of man in the name of Jesus Christ. I break the curse of sexual abuse in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and just break whatever you're hearing inside, whatever that emotion is, just keep going with it. Just keep going as I'm speaking these words. Just keep going with it. And if it takes a little more time than, than me, you know what to do. Just keep going with this. So I just say now in the name of Jesus Christ that I just, I just break those curses off of your life. I break the power of those emotions off of your soul. In the name of Jesus Christ, I release your soul to be free. I release your soul to be brought back together. I release your soul to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I just release you into the glory and the presence of the Lord. And I want you just to see yourself now. I just want you to just to go with Jesus, to go with Jesus. Just go to a safe place now with Jesus. You don't, don't look back. Just go to a safe place where you can be healed, where the power of Jesus can change you. And you'll never have to go through trauma again. You'll never have to be abused again. You'll never have to look at pornography again. Just go to Jesus. Just go to Jesus. I speak healing into your soul. And I command now in the name of Jesus Christ for every spirit in those rooms right now, for the power of those rooms in those rooms, I command you to burn with the fire of God right now. I command you to burn with the fire of God right now. And I send you into the pit now. Come out of their body now. Come out of their body now in Jesus' name. Right now, into the pit you go. Your witchcraft power right now. I just want to go a little deeper on this. As those parts are leaving, just keep receiving. Don't be uh, distracted. If you're if you're in one area, just let Jesus minister to you. It's okay. Just stay where you need to be, and and you can play this backwards, or rewind it and play it again over and over and over. If you're not fully delivered at the end of this, start again and just go through it and just go through it until you are delivered. So I just say too, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command the witch's curse to be broken right now. Uh, this might be for one person or many people. But I just command that curse that has come upon your life, the witch's curse, the, 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 the power of um, going to see a seer. I just, I just command these things 
the, the visions of the future, the false visions of the future, the power to be broken off of you. I command the witch's curse to come off of your life right now. Somebody's getting delivered from that. I just thank you, Lord, for that. The witch's curse. There's somebody's under a black magic, a witch's curse, a shaman curse. There's blood that's come all against you. I just command for the power of black magic to be broken right now, the power of voodoo. I just speak into the shaman power now, and I command for that shaman power, the blood sacrifice for the black magic, its power to be broken in Jesus' name. I command for the power, the blood that cries out from the ground, you will cry no more. I command you to come out of the ground right now and into the pit you go. I send angels to take that blood that's been sacrificed against you into the pit right now. And I command freedom from that witchcraft demonic spirit right now. I command freedom from that witchcraft curse right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come off of them now. Come off of them now. Come off of them now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Finally, I want to just speak now on Holy Spirit. I just invite you to come. Come, Holy Spirit. Your word says that you are love, joy, and peace. And I got you. I got that in my life because of you, Jesus, because of you, Holy Spirit. So we invite you to come upon them. Holy Spirit, I ask you to empower your church. I ask you to empower your church to release and to stir the giftings of God inside of them, to release the faith of God that is inside of them, that strong faith, to believe that you can, to destroy the power of unbelief. If you have unbelief, which we all do, just say, Jesus, I repent of my unbelief. And I ask you to just release your faith. Just say that in Jesus' name. And so I just speak a releasing of faith right now. In the name of Jesus, I command the wet blanket, of unbelief to come off right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare over you that you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I declare over you that you will cast out devils in Jesus name. I declare over you that you will prophesy the voice of the Lord and that you will step into the greater things. I release you into the kingdom of God. And I just ask Holy spirit that you activate them, stir the gifts of God inside of them, Lord, and bring them today freedom and deliverance, at least as far as they can get. And I ask you to bring healing into their life, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, I command healing again into your bodies. I command healing in Jesus' name into your minds. I command healing in Jesus' name into your hearts. I command healing in Jesus' name into your souls. I command healing in Jesus' name to all of your body right now. Pain, sickness, disease, I curse you. And I command you out of them now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command ligaments to regrow. I command healing into tendons and muscles. I command healing into your bones. I command cartilage to regrow now. I rebuke arthritis and inflammation in your body. I command it to come out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every joint in your body to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And I bless you, men and women of God. I bless you. Uh, those that have received Jesus Christ today. And even if something hasn't happened in your life, even if something hasn't manifested, believe in the name of Jesus. Never give up his power in the name of Jesus. And just keep pressing in for the more of Christ so that it can manifest in your life. I bless you for listening to this. And I thank you. And I ask you, please, if you've been healed today, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, if, you, if you've been delivered of something, you felt something lift off of you, you felt something break and something's changed in your life, I want you to please write in and, 
and share it to Harrison and Lowell and, and just encourage them. And I, uh, for what God has done, just give the glory to God, not to man, but to God for the great things that he has done. And I want to thank Harrison and Lowell for having me on and giving me the opportunity to, to do this today. Uh, I, I want to thank them for their courage because I remember when they first started out, they didn't know what they were really getting into, but they just had this desire and God placed something in their lives and they just said, okay, you know, use me. And they started to step into it and God has slowly began to change it over time. And he's making it something maybe they didn't even think it was going to be in the very beginning, but I can just see good things coming uh, for them. And I just want to say that I bless you two young men in Jesus name. Wow. Thank you, Vince. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. Well, Vince, before we, we got it. First off, we got to have you back on. I'm sure there's a lot of testimonies that you could share and a lot more stories. We'd love to have you back. I know you're a busy amen. guy. And I would second, love to come back on. Oh, good. Good. Well, we know where you live right now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, you do. <laughs> and then where can people find you? Like, how can people show support for you? Yeah, so I have a website. Um, my website's really easy. It's www.mor more without the e mor faith. So not dot com, it's dot faith. M-O-R dot faith. It's ministry of reconciliation. M-O-R. That's the word the Lord has given me. And if you go onto my website, you can see that I have a YouTube page. My Facebook is there. You can find all my other avenues. Please follow me on Facebook. Uh, follow me on YouTube. I have teachings on YouTube, we do a lot of inner healing teachings, and we really help people to get delivered through inner healing, because it's not all about deliverance. It's not all about casting out the demons. It's about restoring the broken parts that have been affected by trauma and abuse and all these other things. And through inner healing, God's presence can fill us when we let go of the darkness of the past. And so I have teachings on that, and you can go through inner healings on the teachings, uh, we have all these ways that we can help you, and YouTube should soon be growing. I'm going to be producing a bunch of more teachings here soon as I've been invited to a studio with the green room to do a bunch, and I should have them done in a few weeks. But if you want to support the ministry, if you want to support what God is doing, if you want to support my next journey back to Kenya, uh, you may you may give through the website. Uh we i'm a small ministry but we're doing great things and so we we live off of the support and it goes to change the world and to change the nations and whatever things you sow you shall reap so but only so if the lord leads i don't need your money uh but if you want to bless it the lord will take it and multiply it and uh i always look to god not to man for the finances thanks vince we uh we uh, we just really appreciate you, and we appreciate what not only what you do for us and our audience tonight, but just what you do around the world for you know in the name of Jesus Christ. So we love Amen. you, and uh, love you, and I love you guys too. <laughs> You're like family, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I look forward to returning, and I want to thank you guys. 
for your hearts to serve the Lord and to bring the light, the spiritual things that, you know, are unexplained, but to bring an explanation to why they're happening. Well, thank you again. And we love you. We love you. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Amen. God bless you.